0: What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. And it is time for Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Before we hop in, I want to give a shout out to a listener. Uh, I got a Twitter DM from Samir, who is a student at Purdue. And he gave me some awesome feedback. He said, Alex, I love the podcast, but I would really like it if your storytelling felt more natural, like more casual and less reading a script. And I think it's such a good point. You know, as Founder's Journal has gotten bigger and bigger and the stakes have gotten higher, I've started to do more prep around the show to make sure that every episode you walk away with something, a framework, an idea, some sort of inspiration and what that has led me to do is do far more scripting before the episode to make sure that I'm delivering value. But I think what Samir brings up is a really good point, which is like, how do you come off natural, even when you're doing research and scripting for the show? So over the coming days, I'm going to try to think more about how do I strike this balance. But if you ever have ideas, feel free to hit me up on Twitter, or shoot me an email at alex@morningbrew.com. You know, My goal is to serve my listener. And uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Samir. So getting to the episode. This is all about serving the business builder. That is what you are. Um, Whether you know it or not, business builders can come in any form, whether it's working on your own startup, working on building something within a company. And while building can be fun, it's oftentimes fulfilling, and sometimes it can be lucrative, it's also really challenging and it can be really emotionally draining. And today's topic of the show is about an unfortunate yet unavoidable reality of business. You've probably experienced this yourself in your career. And if you haven't, the odds are that you will experience this at some point over the course of your career. And that is firing, termination, laying off. There's no fun way to say it, and there's no fun way to do it. At the end of the day, firing sucks. And thankfully, I've only had a few firing experiences in my five years of running Morning Brew, but it always, 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 feels like shit. What ends up happening is you feel horrible in so many ways. You feel horrible that you're removing someone's livelihood. You feel horrible that you need to make someone feel unhappy and potentially inadequate. And you feel horrible that you did something wrong to cause this outcome. There's nothing fun about letting someone go, but it's inevitable, which is why my goal is to walk you through my own experience doing it the first time I fired someone, as well as what my principles are, for firing effectively and empathetically. So you're well equipped to do it when the time comes. Let's hop into it. So the first time I fired someone was in the middle of 2019. At the time, I was still overseeing our sales team at Morning Brew. This was before we hired a head of sales or head of brand partnerships. And I think the sales team was two or three other people other than myself. And among my direct reports was a junior seller who had joined the team in January of 2019. And as a person, they were awesome. They were great to be around. They had a super positive attitude and they were really passionate about the brew. In every way, they passed the bus stop test, which is, would you spend 12 hours sitting at a bus stop with this person without losing your mind? Answer was unequivocal yes. But as a professional, the sales role just wasn't for them. The main responsibilities of a junior seller at the time were threefold. You do a ton of outreach to brands to get conversations going about, do they want to advertise in Morning Brew? You then spend a lot of time pitching brands over the phone or in person on the value of Morning Brew as a place to get in front of our audience. And then the third thing you would typically do is email brands with information about how you can sponsor Morning Brew, You know what are the different sponsorship opportunities, sending more information about our audience, et cetera. And unfortunately, I noticed a few months into their tenure, probably like three months in, so they started in January, probably around March or April, that this seller just didn't have the right set of skills to excel. They were constantly making typos in their emails to clients. They were messing up the Morning Brew story uh, and pitch on introductory calls or meetings. And they were coming nowhere close to the number of outreach emails that we needed to hit in order to secure the revenue we wanted to in terms of advertising dollars. And it was such a, a frustrating and conflicting feeling. It wasn't just frustrating for me because, you know, they were making repeat mistakes, but it was because I knew they really wanted to do well. They cared about the company so much and they wanted to, to succeed. But no matter what they tried to do, it just wasn't hitting the mark. And we we worked on it. Like we worked really hard on improving their work. During our weekly one-on-ones, we would work on strategies for them improving as a seller. We'd practice the, the morning brew pitch. I would act as a client. They would pitch it to me. I would give feedback. We would listen back to calls with partners that we had recorded to pick out specific spots and think about where we could have tweaked or improved. And we were talking about productivity hacks to reach out to more clients while not sacrificing quality and having typos. Weeks went by. And despite feedback and one-on-ones and also honestly just providing clear and direct Direction that things needed to improve, they wanted to stay in the role, the output just didn't change. And this was when I knew it was time to make a change and let them go. It was a really defeating feeling. And I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. At the time, it was in our original office. So, you know, in the early days of Brew, I worked in coffee shops. Then we worked in like an NYU student building. The first office we had was a WeWork space in the financial district of New York. And so I asked this person to meet me in one of the conference rooms around 5:30 p.m. at the end of a work day. I was super nervous, my heart was pounding, I had a lump in my throat, and I just felt this level of disbelief that this was actually happening to me. You know, deep down I knew that at some point in my career I would have to fire someone, but like you never think you're going to have to be that person until you actually do it. And so what ended up happening like to play this out for you after a long and awkward pause where they came into the conference room, they closed the door, they sat across this circular table from me. There was this kind of long and awkward pause seeing who would talk first. And then I just went into my spiel. And I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, I'm sorry that we're having this conversation right now, but I have to let you know that at this time, we will have to be going our separate ways. I hope this doesn't come as a surprise, but unfortunately, your performance these last six months have not met the expectations of what we need in a seller at Morning Brew. And there was probably other stuff there, but I tried to keep it short. Overall, the conversation went well. The news was not a surprise to the person and the employee parted ways with the brew at the end of that day. But of course, as is always the case with a startup and just life in general, unexpected things happen. And my first experience firing was no different. I made a few pretty big mistakes. My first big mistake here was making this more of a two-way conversation than it had to be. A layoff conversation should be 90% manager talking, 10% employee. There unfortunately is very little upside to making it a more balanced conversation. Here's what I mean. After letting the employee know that I was terminating their employment, they began pitching me on a new role at the brew that they wanted to fill. They had literally prepared a job description written in a Google doc and created this new role from scratch that we weren't hiring for. It wasn't a sales role. I believe it was a marketing role. And it was so unexpected and incredibly uncomfortable. Not only was the process of firing someone for the first time really nerve wracking and unsettling for me, but then I had someone showing me that they wanted to work at the Bruce so badly that they wrote up an alternative job. My mistake is that I let them talk for too long. I engaged them and it broke my heart. I unfortunately had to tell the person that this wasn't an open job at the brew right now and we'd let them know if anything changed. But by opening up the conversation to two way discussion, this was something that didn't have to be a thing. The second mistake is how I communicated the news after letting the person go. Once we terminated the employee, I went ahead and let the rest of the sales team know. So, two or three other people that so-and-so would no longer be with us. What I didn't do though was make a formal announcement to the entire company. Maybe I was worried that it would make things seem like a bigger deal than they were, or maybe I just figured that it would spread through the grapevine since we didn't have a big team. But regardless, I was completely wrong about this. Literally four weeks after letting this person go, one of our employees asked me when the terminated employee was getting back from vacation. The employee literally had zero idea we let them go, and they thought the entire time they were just on vacation and they were taking paid time off. And that was my first firing experience. Just like you know, to take um, stock midway through the episode, what was your first firing experience? Have you experienced it? Have you made any mistakes? Did you learn anything from it? Shoot me an email at alex@morningbrew.com. I would love to understand you know what you've learned from firing because while it sucks, it's an inevitable part of business. And for me, it was this experience as well as a few layoffs thereafter. I believe I've had to lay off three people over the last five years. And these experiences laid the groundwork for my framework for empathetic and respectful firing. And I want to make that clear. There's no such thing as good firing. There's no such thing as good firing. You are letting someone go. There's nothing good about it. But I believe there are principles that you can follow that will make you good at the act of firing. Being empathetic, being respectful, doing it in the right way. Here are my six rules that I've developed. Rule number one, it should never be a surprise. If an employee is surprised when they receive the news they are laid off, it is your fault. There are so many opportunities to set and reset expectations when you manage someone that if your last conversation with an employee feels like the first conversation to them, it begs the question what were you doing for several weeks or months prior? Rule number two, be confident that you've done all you can. Playing off rule number one, it is your job as a manager to elevate your employees. If you've done your job well, you've done everything possible for employees to understand their career progression and given them the tools to reach their full full potential. This goes for underperforming employees as well. As I shared in this story with my first hire, it was on me to find every way possible for this person to perform better on sales calls, do more outreach, and have more precision when commuting with cl- communicating with clients. While not every employee will work out, you need to make sure you feel like you've given your all to every employee and given them the tools they need to succeed. Rule number three, have a clear communication strategy. Do not be like me and do not totally botch communicating a layoff to your company. This is especially the case at small companies where not sharing information would cause more confusion and potentially mistrust than sharing it. No employee should ever be left in the dark about a departure for weeks or days on end if a departure impacts their work. Morning Brew's policy after this snafu was to communicate all departures in our weekly all-hands meeting. This is what made sense for our company given how small and tight-knit the team was we wouldn't provide specifics around, you know, why we let people go to protect the, the employee's privacy, but we would let the team know that they'd no longer be working at Morning Brew. It's also important to think about how that communication strategy evolves as you get bigger. As Morning Brew has grown, we've tweaked the communication strategy slightly. Rather than making announcements around each departure in all hands, we shifted to announcing departures at the sub-org level. So these type of items are discussed in, you know, The all-sales meeting, the all-content meeting, the all-product meeting, et cetera. Rule number four, reflect on what happened. I feel like this is the big one that people forget to do. There are many different reasons for letting someone go. Performance reasons, the job is eliminated because you no longer have that need, financial constraints where you have to cut headcount. And as a manager, it's important for you to understand what the root cause of this non-ideal outcome was so you can course-correct moving forward. Maybe you rushed the hiring process, maybe you hired someone too junior for the role. Maybe you know you hired for a role that you weren't 100% sure you need to fill. Understanding if your decision-making was sound when you originally hired the employee is super important to improve as a manager and hire moving forward. You know how you avoid firing people in the future? You become better at hiring and managing talent so that hopefully the mistakes you made in the past don't happen moving forward. Rule number five, Firing is a one-way statement, not a two-way conversation. I mentioned this before, but letting someone go is the final chapter of an extended conversation around performance that should have begun with an employee who is underperforming weeks or months prior. There really isn't anything to discuss. The decision has been made. The company and the employee are separating, and this is the formal articulation of that. See, the issue is, is The risk you run when making the conversation open ended is it either turns into an awkward scenario like what I discussed earlier with my first fire, or it leads you to saying things that can be misconstrued and opens you up to legal claims by the employee. The last rule, rule number six if the employee being fired is a manager, make sure their direct reports are taken care of. Nothing is scarier for an employee than when their boss is fired. They'll feel lost without having strategic guidance above them they'll probably feel fearful that this could be a sign of more layoffs to come in their department. And that's exactly why it's on the company's leadership or the manager who has let go, their manager, to bring calm and stability to what feels like an unstable situation for junior employees. So those six rules, that is my framework for firing. It is not fun, but it is inevitable. There's no such thing as a good fire or a bad fire At the end of the day, like I said, you are letting someone go from your company. There's nothing exciting or good about it. But I do believe there's a way to fire empathetically and fire respectfully. And I hope that I've given you the tools to do that today. As always, thank you so much for listening to Founders Journal. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're at, I believe, 205 ratings right now. And my goal is to get to 250 in the next 20 days. With your help, we can do it. Take it easy, everyone. And I will catch you all soon. Take your business further with a smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at Select Business Merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com gold businessgoldcard.